0: Good morning, hello, welcome to a brand new episode of Rando Rob. If you've been following me for a long time, you know Rando Rob is the show in which I show random things that I own in this rooms, in this house, and I've been doing this show for a few years now. It started on Patreon. It was a Patreon exclusive. Now I've moved it to YouTube, and I have spent the past several months uploading one a day all the old episodes of Rando Rob to YouTube, but I'm now caught up. The entire back catalog of Rando Rob has been uploaded, uh, both in YouTube, and I believe they're all, I'm caught up on the audio feed as well. So you can listen to this on my podcast audio feed, if you like uh, audio podcasts, that's my uh, I was going to say that's my venue, uh, or my medium of choice, but I dabble in YouTube videos as well. And so you can watch these on YouTube as well on youtube.com forward slash Rob O'Hara. Anyway, uh, I, I spent all this time uploading the back catalog of rando Rob, all these old episodes that I had to YouTube and now we are caught up. So episodes going, uh, from this point forward will be brand new. This was uh, I'm recording this right now uh, before my workday starts. Uh, it is Monday morning. It is October 2nd. So, oh boy, <laughs> Halloween season. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, the weather is, uh, within the next few days, will start to reflect fall. Uh, man, it's been a brutally hot summer. It's been very hot. And it has so far been a, a, a more a, a warmer than average fall season here in Oklahoma. It has been in the, we've had temperatures in the 90s. Yesterday it was almost 90. I think we hit 88 degrees. So I am ready for some fall weather. When I think of the fall, I think of cool breezes and the leaves changing and those great smells that we get outside and haven't had that yet. I'm looking forward to that. I've have not broken out my Halloween decorations yet. Now if you're watching the video, you might say, Well there's a skeleton behind you. <laughs> but that's McRib. He's here year round. He's not a not a Halloween decoration. He's a friend. So I have not yet broken out Halloween decorations because it's been so warm. It doesn't feel like fall, and it certainly doesn't feel like Halloween is less than a month away, but I am excited about that. And I'm excited to be back in front of the mic, back in front of the camera. I was gone uh, for a week. I was on a cruise, and then I was uh, gone for a week at a a work thing. And and like I said, um, you know, I, I was out of the house for a week for this cruise on vacation and then came home back to this room. And this room really right now feels a little overwhelming. There's so many things in this room. You know, I spent a week in a cabin, well, Not really, I spent a week on a cruise ship doing lots of fun stuff and hanging out in Mexico and seeing great, great, interesting things. Uh, Things that changed the way I think about stuff. Like, uh, I know we don't use paradigm shift anymore. That was a big key phrase about 10 years ago. But there are things that I saw in Mexico, things that I I, uh, experienced. You know, when you go to a temple that is... 1,500, 1,700 years old that's still standing and you look at it and you stand there and and you learn that it was built essentially by Mayan slaves Uh, and and it took hundreds and hundreds of years to build this thing. So uh, imagine working on a project and knowing not only are you going to spend your entire life working on it, but that it won't be done in your lifetime. Uh, that your kids and, and their kids and their kids may work on this for generations and and then uh, of course the the terrible uh, twist of that story is that they were building it for the royalty there. So the people that built uh, this this uh, we went to the Ushmal that is spelled UXmal, uh, the Ushmal uh, temple. There's a pyramid there. there's there's these royal grounds and it was built by people that never got to enjoy it. <laughs> they, they were, uh, you know, the worker people didn't hang out inside the pyramid. So it's a really tragic story. Um, but very, very interesting. And it, it has, uh, there was, there was an argument. I read an article about a year ago that laid down the case that said that vacation and travel is, uh, should be, should not be encouraged. Uh, The point of the article was by going to other places, uh, we do nothing except hurt the environment. So if you go, uh, the point of this article was, for example, if you go to uh, Mexico, to, um, you know, the Yucatan and go see these temples, you don't learn anything that you couldn't learn by reading a book. And, And in fact, you have encouraged an economy uh, that is not, um, that exists for the sake of tourism. In other words, you know, they have, they have found these sites and then they set the sites up and then they charge money to see the sites. And there are people that give the tours for you to go to the sites and that, uh, and that all of this exists because people who like to travel go there. It's, it was an interesting article. I don't know that I agree with it because my argument is <clears throat> I was not interested in my culture. Uh, last month, and now having uh, you know experienced this and and been giving a certain amount of information from a tour guide, it causes me to want to know more, to to read more and and um, uh, and, and learn, and so. Um, but I suppose, you know, you could, uh, literally get some random spin thing and you could, you could spin a wheel and say, well, today I'm going to learn about the moon. You know, you don't have to go to the moon to want to learn about the moon. (laughs) So I don't know. Um, it was an interesting argument, but, uh, regardless when I got back, uh, you know, you see, uh, you know, we saw people that, that have, uh, nothing, you know, uh, i I can't imagine you know what what someone who lives in one of these towns where people uh you know there are people that live in poverty for them to come to my house and see someone who owns you know thousands of toys in their house they must be like what are you people thinking sometimes I wonder what am I thinking uh so it really does make you make you um uh, see the world through different eyes and I think that's always good I think um. Being able to just get a fresh look at things is always good. So a little bit of a reset, had a good time back home, back ready to start doing what I do. Uh, Had a great time on the cruise, and that's bringing us to the things that I want to show you. Um, When you, uh, this this was our, and by the way, there's going to be an episode of You Don't Know Flack tonight, talking about the cruise a little bit more in depth and a lot of new information. Uh, it's kind of an updated version of the old episode of You Don't Know Flack I did about cruises. A lot of stuff has changed in the past five, six, seven years. Um, and uh, so we did a a Cozumel cruise through Carnival. Um, I don't want to get too much into that because a lot of this is going to be covered on the podcast, but... In general, I would say this, they have lowered, because um, the cruise industry took such a beating during the COVID pandemic to get people back on board with going on cruise. You know, they had some bad PR, they had that one ship that was stuck out in the middle of nowhere. When you ask people about cruises, they're like, hey, are you worried that your ship is going to get stuck out there and, and all this? You know, I heard about that one and I'm like... Yeah, you heard about that one. Like, I mean, do you hear about that one airplane crash twenty years ago? But hundreds of thousands, tens of thousands, of, and maybe hundreds of thousands of airplanes fly every day, and they don't crash. So, you could say, hey, there was that one time. Yeah, there was that one time, that one cruise ship. But uh, I, I just uh, know that that doesn't dissuade me in the slightest uh, from doing that. Um. But uh, uh, what has changed now, in my opinion, is they've lowered the prices of everything to get you on board. So there's, there's, um, if if you think about the video game model, especially online video game model, digital digital video games. uh, There used to be a time where if you wanted a new PlayStation game you would go to the store and spend 50 or $60 and get a physical disc and come home and put it in your PlayStation. You played that game, right? Uh, but there's a different business model today, which is you might get a game for free. And then, oh my goodness, if you can hear this, uh, you may hear in the background our new kitten, Bobby McGee, who can hear me in here talking and desperately wants to come in this room and is not coming in this room. But we have a new... 10 week old kitten, uh, and everyone else, uh, is gone. Uh, my, my kids, uh, as I've mentioned before, are now away to college. Um, and my wife and my son are on a trip this week to, uh, where did they go? They are going to Berlin by way of London for a, uh, work related thing. So Um, uh, so it's just me and, uh, the old cat and the new kitten and our new fish, uncle Sam, which I did not name. I don't name any of these pets, so I'm not responsible for Carol, the cat. I'm not responsible for Bobby McGee, the cat, and I'm not responsible for uncle Sam naming uncle Sam, the fish. So, um, uh, anyway, what has happened to the cruise industry is, well, let me get back to to video games. So there's this other market, which now is, Hey, let me give you a free game or a very inexpensive game, but do you want to upgrade the graphics on your character? Well, that's 99 cents. And do you want to unlock this thing? That's a dollar. And do you want to do this? That's 50 cents or a dollar or a quarter. Oh my goodness. This cat is going to drive me crazy. And so. The general idea is that, you know, you, you offer something at a low value and then uh, you you slowly nickel and dime people, you know, is, is the term. And so that's kind of what it seems like what they're doing with cruises right now. The uh, tickets uh, are the price of, of cruises has dropped tremendously. You could get on a cruise very inexpensively, but. Uh, then they nickel and dime you. So now it costs a little bit of money to do this. It used to be, on my last cruise, um, several years ago, room service was free. If you called uh, and you wanted a pizza in the middle of the night, they brought you a pizza in the middle of the night, it was free. Now the food is free, but the room service delivery charge is $5. So it's just a little tiny bit. And i got to tell you, I'll say this, then I'll get off uh, the cruise, but the uh, way back when, when I did the, uh, my first cruise podcast, I talked about the internet fee and it was like 70 cents a minute. So they were billing you by the minute and they don't do that anymore. Now you buy a package and we paid $20 a day for our internet package. And, um, you get access to the online app, their app, the carnival app. Where you and you have to use this app, you really do. I don't know how people that aren't phone savvy would would navigate a cruise at this point because all of the events that get announced uh come through the app. You don't get a, a piece of paper anymore telling you the day's events. It's all on the app. Even the restaurants have their menus on the app. You go to the restaurant, and there's a QR code, and you have to scan it, and it pulls up the menu in the app. So you have to use your phone. You have to have internet to be able to do all this, and that's $20 a day, but the app also has the ability to send messages to other people in your party. It's just texting, but you're using the ship's Wi-Fi because when you're out in the middle of the ocean, you don't have phone access. And that's an additional $5 uh, Five dollars a day? I think it is 5 or maybe it's just an additional $5, but the point of it is just... Like, it's just another arbitrary charge. You know, it doesn't cost them anymore for you to be able to text someone. The person that you're on the cruise with It's just a way for them to get a little bit more money out of you. And so that was my perception. The problem with that is you get a different class of cruise passenger when you do that. Because let's say I'm making up an arbitrary number. Let's say your cruise averages out, you've, you've paid your ticket and it averages out and you're paying, I I really don't know what this number is, but let's just say it's $500 a day. Okay. But now when you've, you've lowered the price so much that now it's only a hundred dollars a day, but to get all the things that you used to get, you end up spending $500 a day. So it's the same price. It's just a different, uh, pricing, uh, you know, plan let's say, but what you end up with is a lot of people who only want to pay the hundred dollars. They don't want to pay all those other levels. Uh, maybe they don't care about those things, but maybe they can't. Uh, or I'm, I'm trying to word this in a way I don't want it to say like it's allowing you know poor people on cruises. That's not my point. What it's allowing is people like, oh let's say like college students who are just going there to party and be loud twenty four seven, which is not something that on our previous cruises we necessarily experienced. We had, you know, uh, uh, cruises where the you know the average age was fifty or sixty. I mean, it was older people going on there. And then when you when you say it's a hundred dollars. ticket or something, all of a sudden now you get kids who would say, hey, we were going to go to Padre for spring break, but now let's just take a cruise. And so uh, you just get people that seem to be, um, because those people, because they don't want to pay for the extra, they don't want to pay to go to the nice restaurant. They don't want to pay to do this or do that, um, which is their prerogative. But then what you get is more people like at the free buffet, and then people start getting real territorial they start saying, oh, uh, you know, I'm going to get more more food at the buffet because it's free. I'm going to, you know. So it's not that you, it, what you get is people that, oh, golly, I feel like I'm digging a hole here. Um, I don't know. It's like people that have less class. It's like like people that just, um, they, they just want to, you know, get everything they can for free. It's like when you go to a restaurant and... And they have uh, chopsticks for free. You know, like if you go to a sushi place and they have free chopsticks, and then someone that goes, hey, these are free, I'm taking 20 of them. You know, well, that's not the idea. (laughs) The idea is to take one because you're going to use it, not to take all of them. You know, and that's what it seems like a lot of people, you know, the people that just want to buy the bare minimum ticket and get on there and then just like mooch all the free stuff and just, um, you know, when there's a, 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 I don't know, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. It just seemed like the experience was a little different this time. That's what I'm gonna say. uh now, when you buy a uh an upgraded kind of ticket because you could buy you know the, the entry level small room, no window blah 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 whatever right. but whenever you buy like a suite, you can buy a little bit more expensive um package and it gives you access to other things. but how do they know? who the sweet passengers are. Well, I'm about to show you. And I have to look at this to see how much PII, uh, is on this. Let's see. There's the name of the ship. There's my name. Uh, there's my dining, uh, information. There's my folio number. There's my muster station. These are all things we could talk about. Uh, uh, all well, that I'll be talking about on the show. And then there's some barcode. I don't know what that barcode goes. So I'm going to hold it kind of like this. Uh, so this, I thought everybody's card looked like this. This is your sign and sale card. Um, but everybody's card doesn't look like this. I saw other ones that were, uh, are vertical and white. And this one, if you're not watching the YouTube video is horizontal and kind of gold. And so, uh, they give you this lanyard and this little uh, thing. As you can see, there's a a magnetic swipe bar on the back. Uh, This is your key to everything on the cruise ship, and especially if you get uh, one of the drink packages, which we got. Every time you get a drink, they take your card and they swipe it or they scan it. Uh, whenever you want access to your room, you use this card. And this card is, uh, if you lose this card, you're in trouble. <laughs> also, when you get on and off the ship, they scan this card. So they know how many people are off the ship. And before they leave Mexico, they make sure they're all on the ship. So, uh, so this, this, uh, card is your, your key literally and figuratively, it is your key, uh, to the time on your cruise ship. But uh, I got a second card during the ship and the second card, uh, was a, uh, a name or it was, a, it was a badge and it said, um, beyond, or no behind the fun. Now the behind the fun tour is a tour that costs, um, somewhere between a hundred and two hundred dollars. I don't know how much it costs, um. But, but they only do the tour twice per cruise, and each one is limited to 16 people. So a total of 32 people are allowed to take this tour. They do two different tours. Each one has up to 16 people. Now, I talked about this on the old episode, You Don't Know Flack, about cruises. Um, but what it is is a complete behind-the-scenes tour of a cruise ship. Uh, so for this price, you get a tour guide. This is a, uh, pardon the, the, the Gilligan's Island pun or, or reference, but it is literally a three hour tour of the cruise ship where you get to go up on the bridge. Uh, you get to go meet the captain on the bridge. You get to go to the engine room and see all the computers that they're using to navigate the cruise ship. And you get to talk to the, Um, the chief officer down there. You get to go through the kitchen, see where the food is prepared for um, literally thousands of people. Our cruise ship, uh, I believe they told us had about 4,000 passengers and 1,400 crew members. So about 5,400 people on the ship and they prepare all that food, uh, you know, multiple meals for all for fifty five hundred people multiple times a day. It's it's a um, uh, an amazing process. It, it is literally a small city, you know. I mean, a small town, right? But just floating, but self sufficient. So if you're into learning how things work, if you and and I'm a numbers guy. I love numbers and, and facts and little things like that. And, um, you know, they, they just churn out so many things, like how many gallons of fresh water they generate every day. They make their own fresh water on the ship. They have generators that make their own electricity. So, you know, to get those, those kind of numbers, I remember um, on a previous, previous tour, they were saying that, at, you know, when, when the uh, cruise ship is, is moving at uh, near full speed, it takes them three miles to come to a complete stop. So uh, you don't just pull into a dock and hit the brakes. (laughs) you got to plan these things in advance. So it's very interesting. So anyway, when you go on this tour, you are taken to places that passengers are not supposed to be. So they're very strict about staying with the group. Uh, You can't wander off. And you have to, they give you a very specific badge. And you have to display it at all times. And at the end of the tour, they take everyone's badges. They take them back. Because they don't want you wearing this badge and wandering around <laughs> in, the, in the bowels of the ship. And having someone... I mean, I'm sure the crew is trained... I know. I know for a fact. They are trained. If you have that that badge, they're probably... If you're not with a a tour group, they'll probably go, where's your group, you know, but if they see people, passengers in any of those areas and they don't have that badge on, they will immediately challenge you. You will definitely be removed from that area. You'll probably be taken back up to a passenger part of the ship. And depending on what you're doing, you may be taken to the brig which we got to see on our tour and you might spend the rest of your cruise locked up in the brig, which you don't want to do. It doesn't look that fun. So anyway, what's the most important part of the takeaway of this is that they give you this badge, which you display at all times at the end of the tour, they take it away so that you're not allowed, uh, to retain it. Here's my badge. (laughs) If you're watching on YouTube, this is my behind the fun badge from Carnival. Now, I did not steal this on purpose. Um, what happened was, and I hate to call—I don't like calling out people uh, specifically, you know, their name, like this guy at this restaurant, Billy. He was terrible. Like, I, I don't do that, you know. I might say the restaurant, like, I'll definitely—I'm a guy who will say that I had bad service at a restaurant, but I won't call out a specific. By name, I won't call out a server or a person or something, but the person who did, who gave us our behind the fun tour. And let me tell you this. First of all, I have done this tour multiple times. I got on one of our early cruise ships. We found out about the tour and then the next cruise, my wife and I, no, uh, my son and I took the cruise or took the, the tour together. So we each paid a hundred, 150, whatever. I think it was $189. Uh, but paid it for each of us to do the tour. And then the next cruise, I took my daughter, and finally I did the tour with my wife. So I have done the tour multiple times, and it it is interesting. You do see different things uh, each tour, and, of course, each tour guide is different, and the ships are different. So they're relatively similar, and, and they're very, very similar in, in their, their operation, but uh, but the tours are always a little different. You learn different things, and, and uh, so it, it's worth... Uh, I'm not. I don't know that I would do it ever. Every cruise, and I don't know that I'd do it again, which is another thing I'll talk about on the podcast. But uh, our tour guide, my impression was this is something he volunteered for because he thought that he probably gets paid a little bit extra for doing this tour. That that's my takeaway. Not because he loved Carnival cruises, not because he loved doing the tour, but he was probably this is a, another duty. Uh, that he gets paid for, which he volunteered for, or it's a, a duty as a sign that he's not getting paid for. But either way, he just didn't really seem to be into the tour. Um, you know, he said ask questions, and then when people ask questions, he would go, oh, I don't know that. <laughs> okay, well, we don't know that either. Can you find out? <laughs> Do you know somebody? You know, One of us works here, and it's not us. So maybe you could ask somebody. Uh, but he just didn't seem that interested, you know, in uh, in a lot of aspects of the tour. And so when we went, uh, when the tour ends, part of the tour, I'm not going to lie, is a little bit of like a sales pitch. Like they do take you to the high end, um, steakhouse. And that's where the tour began and ends which is a, a thing that a lot of people don't know about. Like there is a high-end steakhouse that you could go, but you have to pay, you have to pay money, you have to res- make reservations and stuff, and it's very small and very limited. Well, a lot of people don't even know about it. So by taking you there as part of the tour, then, then you go, oh, man, maybe, maybe we should eat here, you know. So it is a little bit of an advertising pitch. But the tour ended in that room, and when we walked into the room, they, had, they said they had mimosas and water, and then someone said, is the tour over? And the guy goes, yeah, you're free to go. So, um, uh, my buddy, Jeff, who was with me was, was closer to where they were. I was still kind of by the door. So it was just like, we were just, it was, you know, what it felt like was at the end of Willy Wonka when Willy Wonka goes, well, there's the door. I'll send you some chocolate. See a Charlie bucket. (laughs) That's what it felt like to me. So, uh, I was by the door and I was like, all right, well, I guess we're done. And so I just kind of turned around and went by the door and then, uh, you know, a a few seconds later, Jeff came out. And, uh, uh, I'm not, a, I don't like mimosas. So I, I didn't walk into the room further to go get a mimosa. And so then as we were leaving, I said, How's the mimosa? And he goes, ah, it was okay. Uh, and, he, and, uh, I said, did they say anything else? And he said, no, he just, they did that. And then they took everyone's badges. And I went, oh, they took everyone's badges. And he goes, yeah. He, he, they said that you have to turn your badge in, and so then I immediately showed him my badge, and I go, well, they don't got mine. <laughs> so um, I actually uh, did. In t- so so here's what happened. This is a con. This is me. Uh, I'm stammering because I'm trying to come up with a logical way of explaining how I stole this badge. <laughs> um, so here was the thing. I, I sort of, I thought, you know what? I'm going to turn this badge in back at the, the main, uh, service desk. You know, the next time we go by there, I'm going to turn it. In. Well, the next time we went by there, there was a line that was half an hour long. And I was like, I'm not going to wait in line just to turn this badge in for half an hour. So it kind of got pushed back. Right. And then, uh, when we were in our room, I put all this stuff on, on the stateroom that we have like a bar, like a counter And I put it there, and then I thought, you know, when they come to clean my room, they're going to see this badge. and think I stole it. So then I put it – I just put it under my laptop bag. Uh, No, I put it in my laptop bag, and I was like, you know, then later we'll go – and then I forgot about it. So then when I got home and I emptied out my bag, I was like, oh, God, I still got the badge. So um, it wasn't – it wasn't that I went into it intending to steal the badge. That was not, but it kind of uh, through a series of uh, laziness on my part and fear of getting in trouble on my part. Uh, I moved the badge around and then I lost track of the badge and then I forgot about the badge and now I have the badge hanging here. So um, this is what I, the reason why I wanted to show this badge and really it has nothing to do um, with, with carnival cruises. I've gone on to lots of tours. I've gone on. I've gone to lots of shows. I've gone to lots of video game shows and computer expos, training sessions, and all of these things give you, you know, some sort of badge, some sort of thing that either gives you access to a property, gives you access to. Um, uh, it identifies you sometimes it gives you electronic access you know if you need to scan something to get into a room or, or get food or a drink or whatever so saving these things uh, and like now it serves no purpose i'm sure I, you know i can't just wave that backstage pass thing around i have a backstage i have a backstage pass from a concert i went to uh, I went to uh, many years ago. I went to go see Slipknot and Corn. One of my favorite jokes is that I like Slipknot. I just don't like people who like Slipknot, <laughs> which is kind of a catch um, <clears> twenty-two. <throat> but I got a backstage pass. Well, they don't they don't uh, take it when you leave because it's no good anymore. I can't just go to a random Slipknot concert and show this badge and say, "Hey, it's backstage." They'll go, "Well, that's not good anymore," you know. And so that's the same same thing with. Uh, this behind the fun thing, I, I couldn't just go on a cruise ship and do it like it doesn't. It's no no good anymore, right? But what it's good for is me and my brain because in the same way that this uh, I think it's called the sail and sign card grants you access to your room or to food or in the casino you could use this for money. You could take money from your your stateroom and bill it to your room. So it gives you access to all those things. But what afterwards, what these give me access to are my memories. What it does is when I pick up this card, this... Uh, I've got them all tied up, this uh, Behind the Fun card. Um, what it does... That's upside down, as I showed on the video. When I When I pick up this card, it gives me access to my memories. I immediately... I will always think about the cruise. I will always think about the, this is the first cruise. I'll always remember this is the first cruise that we went on uh, with my buddy Jeff. This was his second cruise to ever go on him and his wife. They joined us. Uh, We got to go on the behind the fun tour together. We had a great time. We had a great time in Mexico. We had all those things, but my point is, is that the way that my memory works is those memories, I, I maintain more memories than a lot of people. A lot of people have told me that, uh, that I remember details and stories and adventures and places I've gone and people I've met, and things I've done and facts. I, I remember things. My brain works in a different way than a lot of people's brains work and that's okay. Um, but a lot sometimes there's so much in there that you gotta have a way to unlock them. It's almost like if you think about a library. If you went into a library and then imagine they took all the computers away. I was gonna say the the card catalog, but I don't know that libraries have card catalogs. It's all computerized now. But imagine that um, you had that stuff. Imagine that. Uh, all that was gone, the the indexing. And so you just went to a library that was full of ten thousand books. And you were like, well, where's the book I want? And then you wouldn't you wouldn't read any book. You might might look through books or something, but, but the index is gone, right? So a lot of the things that I collect, a lot of the things that I buy or that I keep or that I hang on to and that I've hung on to for decades some that I've hung on to for the majority of my life are those card catalog items. I've gone on a lot of cruises and I don't sit around and think about all the cruises that I've gone on, all the vacations that I've had, you know, but when I see this badge, that's like the card catalog. That's like the card that goes right to that memory. And so when I keep this thing, It's like keeping those stories. It's like keeping those memories. Now, they're all in there. All the cruises are in there. And if I look at a picture from our cruise to Hawaii, those memories come rushing back. And I go, oh my gosh, I remember. Remember that time I was sick in Hawaii and we were on the beach at Waikiki and I basically overdosed on NyQuil? (laughs) I was falling asleep in the ocean. Um, Or, you know, I see a, a picture of a birthday party or a wedding or anything. Um, So it could be pictures. Sometimes it's a song, you know, who knows what could trigger a memory, but sometimes it's a thing. This badge is a thing. And it's something that when I see it, I will always, always think about the cruise, think about the fun times we had with our friends um, and just that, that little slice of moment in time. So that's why. I have those badges. That's why I haven't thrown them away. Now, some... I will say this. Some badges in the past that I've had, I uh, scanned in on the computer. I put them in a folder, and I tossed the badges. I don't need, you know, 200 badges from old computer shows and things like that. And there's a little part of me that wishes I've kept them. But, I mean, I keep everything. <laughs> I keep everything. And you can't keep everything in life. So, sometimes you just got to scan the picture and get rid of the thing, you know. But even then, I will look through those directories sometime and look at a picture of a badge and those memories from that thing will come rushing back, which makes me very happy to remember those memories, but also in a way makes me sad because I think of things that I've gotten rid of that would have unlocked other memories. And without those things, I don't think of those shows. I don't think of those, uh, memories and events. They're in there, but it's the card catalog. You just got to have something that triggers them to find them. So, uh, I don't have these badges. I will hang on to these for a while. Eventually I'll probably scan them and I'll probably, I might keep that behind the fun one. That's kind of a fun, uh, addition to the collection, but, uh, you know, all the other badges from our previous, uh, cruises are all gone. You know, I've scanned them in, toss them. And, uh, every now and then I will go back and look at those pictures and, and I'll think of those. Oh. That's a good time for a phone call, so we'll end this, and uh, thanks for watching, Randall Rob. Thanks for listening to my new uh, (laughs) ringtone, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Oh, dear. It's worse than a cat.